Um, I want us to turn to 1 Corinthians 13, and um, the actual passage for today is 1 Corinthians 14. Well, we have been uh, following in a little bit of succession here, and uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, been doing this really a little bit together. Um, and I want to get into 1 Corinthians 13 today for very obvious reasons, as you, as you shall see. But just to say, we mentioned 1 Corinthians 12, which was the spiritual gifts, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone for the common good. good yes. And we spent time yesterday talking about what that meant by way of what we call ecclesiology, the, the understanding and study of the church. And I think that ecclesiology the Bible understanding of church, our understanding of church is absolutely crucial today. And it's right online with something that is a passion of my life to see the church of Jesus Christ brought into a new reformation that we act and function much more like the body of Christ than has happened in previous generations. And I believe the closer we get to the return of Jesus Christ, the more we're going to see the church arise into the full stature of the measure of the person of Christ. And there will be the fullness of Christ in the church. And it will be absolutely amazing. Um, it will be the manifestation of Christ's presence in his body on this earth, which is us, uh, almost as if it was him himself. So I believe Christ is coming to manifest himself in the church and through the church before he comes to manifest himself to the church at the very end of time when Jesus returns. Then we have chapter 13, which is all about love. And then chapter 14, going back to some practical instructions on how to minister in the spiritual gifts and the manifestations of the spirit, particularly in a congregational setting when people gather together uh, in a congregational uh, meeting. Now, chapter 13 is sandwiched right there in the middle. It's right there in the middle. It is, it is you know, the 12 and 14, the bits of bread, and in the middle is, is the really, really good stuff, and that is love. It's like a beautiful, beautiful sandwich. Now, why this is very important today is that we are going to pray very strongly into the situation that has arisen after the death of George Floyd in police custody, and we know that prosecutions are, are set in motion. And, but also there have been massive protests all around the United States of America. There's been a very strong response to that. Um, there have been elements of disorder. There have been elements of rioting and destruction. Although from what I understand, the vast majority of people, while they may be angry, are wanting to protest peacefully. And there are, as I understand it, protests planned for London today. Um, I've not found that on the media. I just picked it up and we're talking to people. And we need to pray that love will reign. That's what we need to pray. We're going to read this in a moment. And what also is interesting, Amanda, is that um, I uh, gave a Pentecost Sunday message last Sunday and the next message in my series on um, the, uh, the, 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 the times of renewal, um, walking in the, in the newness of who you are, it was, it was going to come to the next message is, is authentic assertion. Authentic assertion. As Christians, we need to assert ourselves. When in, our, in our fight against evil, we, we need some assertion. We need to assert ourselves against evil. And yet, how do we do that? Well, the Bible says, 
do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And this is the message that I would love to be able to proclaim right across the nations right now, where people of color are deeply grieving and hurting and wounds are being reopened and racism as it can be rampant and expressed even institutionally in different nations. And I'm not excusing Great Britain here. Um, and, and also, you know, in, in manifestations in the church, United States of America, Sunday is one of the most segregated days of the week. Um, and in, our, in, in Britain, we are much more integrated in terms of our worship. And Kensington Temple is right up there as a visual demonstration of the gospel that reconciles nations. We are a multi-racial, multi-nation, national church. We used to say multicultural. Well, that means something slightly different today in today's language. When we used multicultural, we meant there are many different cultures together. But the truth is we are not pursuing our own culture. We're pursuing the kingdom of heaven. In the kingdom of God, there is neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, and slave nor free. And actually, we really got to say neither black nor white. Although that is not strictly true. Because the book of Revelation gives us a glorious insight that apparent racial and cultural differences, which are part of God's gift, his, his diversity, his gift of diversity. It's amazing, and I love it. I love it so much. And I say sometimes, Amanda's, Amanda uh, jokes with me a little bit about this, um, almost every morning I'm, I'm coming down dressed in something which is not clothing, which is typically Western. I mean, this, 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 this shirt is, is from Indonesia. Um, and I've got African shirts, Indonesian shirts, and I've got Indian, I've got Ghanaian, I've got Kenyan. And actually, it's pretty hard for me to find some Western clothes up there, although that's not strictly true. I've got a lot of shirts, but the stuff that I really enjoy wearing and the food, the food. Uh, today, um, it's Wednesday, and in Brazil, we normally have feijoada in Brazil. I say we, uh, <laughs> I'm not Brazilian, but uh, when we're there, we do that. And I've prepared my, my feijoada. We're going to have that for lunch today, which is a kind of bean and pork dish. And I am really, really multicultural in so many different ways. And Kensington Temple is a church that has stood in the unity the unity of the races. And it's sad sometimes when people don't appreciate the fact that we're all one in Christ Jesus, but we are an inclusive church. We celebrate people's cultures. We celebrate that on all nations praise. And I think we're getting ready. The Filipinos are getting ready for the mother and father of all celebrations are coming up very, very 13th. soon. The 13th of June, yeah. And we do this, so don't, if you want to see a church that is, that is in racial harmony, a church that honors black and white and people of all shades and colors, you come to Kensington Temple because we do not tolerate racism in any way, shape or form or discrimination in that particular way. And we're deeply, deeply concerned about what's happening nationally and internationally. And we are really, really following closely and praying that the peace of the gospel, which is the message of reconciliation. So how do you repay? How do you overcome evil? You overcome evil with good. And what is that? Love, love, love. Many, many years ago, during the great uh, reformation in Germany in the 1600s, there was... Uh, uh, a, um, 
in the 1500s, the 16th century. There was a time when radicals tried to hijack the Reformation. And the Reformation was all about how you can approach God directly without having to go through any intermediary person, whether it was saints with their works of supererogation, the merits that could come to you that the saints had accrued to themselves and had more than what they needed made available to people who, who uh, called upon the saints. Or whether it was the priest who had the power to turn the bread and wine into the body and blood of Jesus, which was the way that you received life. Or, or whether it was the rituals of the church or whether it was the, anything associated with the objects in the church building or the church building itself. All of that was swept away with the understanding that we come to God directly through Jesus Christ by faith in him. He is the one mediator. And as we believe in Jesus Christ, he is our high priest. And the priestly ministry that was once reserved to one tribe and high priestly ministry to one family in, uh, in the Old Testament and to one gender, which is the men uh, are about 30 years of age, that, that was swept aside to the priesthood of all believers. And because of this, some people got very radical and they began to, to uh, attack church buildings. They began to revolt. They began to go by, do things by force, to try and bring a reformation by force. And Martin Luther returned to Wittenberg, uh, where, where, which was his hometown. And he preached a powerful message on, of love. And he said, let the word do the work. And he preached a message of love. And he quelled that revolt, which was taking the Reformation and making it violent. Now, many, many good causes, causes of righteousness and justice, have gone astray because extremists have taken over. And sometimes those people don't even have a real passion for the real issue. They are more anarchist or have their own uh, um, uh, motivations. And so what we need to pray is that whatever protests are taking place in Britain or United States of America will be done with, in a spirit of love and reconciliation. We, we, we do not believe that the answer is to use hate or anger, or the energies of the flesh to attack people, property, places, or things. We believe that God-given anger and a desire for justice must be expressed in love, attacking the problem. Not people, property, places, things, governments. On this soon, soon, it becomes a, a, a political issue, or a sectarian issue, or even a race issue of black against white. Now, in the church of Jesus Christ, we are united in who Jesus is and, and we're united in our faith in Jesus and the way forward is love. Now, that sounds like a long sermon, but I'm, I'm preaching up ahead of passion here this morning that we can enter, even if we pray for nothing else, that we can really pray for this and make this a matter for prayer. And tonight at the prayer meeting, we are going to preach this very strongly and pray for this, but not just a praying into the situation of the violence and the anger and the injustice. 
we're going to pray tonight on the theme of restoring the church of Jesus Christ. Because when the church rises up to be who we are called to be, to be a people of love, a community of love, in which this passage is exhibited in our lives, personally, in our hearts, in our relations, in our marriages, our families, in our community, in our church. It will, we will guard our every lip, lip, every word that comes out of our mouth, and we will be very careful before we bring, bring uh, words of injustice or words of accusation or words of hate coming out of hurt. A heart that is full of love is a heart that is healed. And so we receive his love afresh. Amen. So let me just read this great hymn of love before we pray. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfection comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three. But the greatest of these is love. Father, we know that where there is love, there is no hatred. There is no division. There's no sectarianism. There's no racism. There is no them and us. We know that where there is love, there is healing from hurt. Where there is love, there is no resentment for having been hurt, but forgiveness in the name of Jesus. We know that where there is love, there are those who stand up and in love confront evil and confront injustice. To do so in love, which is not a weak word who will do so with all the force and power of love. Love is stronger than death. And jealousy, more cruel than the grave. But love is stronger than death. And the wrong kind of zeal is cruel. It's vindictive. It's malicious. So we pray, Father, for a spirit of love, of reconciliation and truth and justice, for these things to be combined in, in, a unique, in a way that is unique to the Christian gospel, for 
on the cross, justice and love kissed each other. Mercy and truth embraced each other. And so we pray for justice and love, for mercy and truth, and we pray for reconciliation that comes out of a healed heart. That we would discover that where we have been rejected or hurt, despised, marginalized, ridiculed, Jesus has accepted us, blessed us, received us, and anointed us with his Holy Spirit. And we pray that the Church of Jesus Christ in our day, even through the way in which you are ministering to us during lockdown, even in these circumstances, that we might arise out of this a stronger church, a purer church, a church with more power, more love, and a church that operates according to the word of God, where the body of Christ functions in love. We build one another up in love. We teach and admonish one another in love. We encourage one another. We pray for one another. We counsel one another. We encourage one another in love. The love of God that has been shed abroad in our hearts supernaturally by the Holy Spirit. That is the real Pentecost. So we pray, Father, for all of the protests. May they be peaceful. And in the right spirit, protests against appalling injustice. Where a man of color has lost his life in police custody, one of many in the United States of America. And how that has stirred up hurt and opened up wounds in many people's lives all over the world. We ask, Father, that the media would also focus not just on racial injustice, but on religious persecution. We pray, Lord, that they would focus on people such as the woman who has disappeared right now, a mother of three children for her Christian faith, refusing to renounce her Christian faith, now disappeared, feared, dead. These atrocities are happening every day across the world against believers and yet the media barely raises its voice so we pray father there'll be an impartiality in reporting in the media the media would not just uh, report on certain things that it finds easier to report on but also as necessary as those things are but to report on the things which are not quite so politically correct the persecution of believers, the persecution of the Christian faith, led by people from particular religions who have a, have a desire which is, which is as evil and as wicked as racism. Help us, Father, to be more even-handed in this country. And we pray that the Church of Jesus Christ would rise up not in human anger, for the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God, but that we'd ri rise up in the, it being incensed by the injustice which flows from a recognition of your hatred of injustice and of your love for peace and reconciliation. And more than that, be driven to the foot of the cross, which is the reconciling influence of the love of God. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to do 
what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. amen. and amen. amen. Now, um, I, I, I know that today's presentation is, is very different from, from normal uh, because I spent a lot of time talking, but in many ways this has been a, a ministry out and we're going to pick up uh, the, this kind of prayer. We're not going to let it go. We're going to come back to it. Now, what I wanted to do was to read out for you a statement that comes from the Elam Pentecostal Church. And uh, the national leadership team um, met together by Zoom and said, well, well uh, through social media anyway, and put together a statement. We feel it's important that the Elam Church, which I prefer to refer to as the Elam Churches, which is all of us together, a statement about this current situation. You'll find it on Elam's website, elam.org, and might I even suggest we put it up on our own website as well uh, this morning. We are grateful to God for the wonderful ethnic mix across the Elam family. At this time, we grieve with our black community, many of whom who have suffered in such appalling injustice have suffered such appalling injustice. As Christians, we are reminded that God has created all people in his image, and as a Pentecostal people, we rejoice that racial, cultural, and ethnic diversity is indeed a beautiful consequence of the Spirit's work. We stand in solidarity with people of color everywhere. We lament with you. We pray for you. As a church movement, Elam commits to examining ourselves and our structures, to listening and learning, to pursuing justice, to being part of the solution to see the evil of racism eradicated from our society. A strong statement on behalf of our denomination. 